Welcome to the PBO Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Your host here, E. Vandervliet, with his trusted canine sidekick, Woody, where we bring you the news raw, unfiltered, and with no chaser. And welcome to another episode of the PBO Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. E. Vandervliet here, of course, not with his trusted canine co-host, Woody. Woody is back home as I am on the road in Jacksonville, Florida, attending or just actually hanging out with my wife while she does some business in the city. So I'm taking the show on the road. It's remote coming to you from a hotel in downtown Jacksonville, Florida. It's beautiful out. By the way, it's a lovely day. Anyway, let's get to it because there's so much that is coming out. The news just doesn't doesn't quit. The news, uh, it's coming out. I mean, this election. We're going to talk about the election, the cluster fund park president presidential election that we're into. You know, several leftist governors and mayors uh, they want to shut you down for Thanksgiving. They're giving you restrictions. Think about that. They're telling you what you can do and cannot do on Thanksgiving, and they're telling you how many people you can and cannot have at your very own Thanksgiving gathering. Can you imagine that? This is our U.S. government. These are people in the United States government locally telling you what you can and cannot do. And we'll talk about some – the media, it's raising the racism ugly head again in order to beat you down to stop wondering what's going on with this election. It's just give in. Remember the boiling frog syndrome? Did that a couple of shows ago. They just want you to be the boiling frog, and they're turning up the heat by bringing in – racism and of course the tech giants they were in front of capitol hill yesterday got a couple of highlights from that too not a whole lot of um uh lightning bolts came out of that one but a couple of interesting things did so let's get to the news of the election the cluster fun park that is the presidential election of 2020 now first bit of news is that joe biden is still not officially president-elect just want to get that out of the way because he's still not officially president-elect. There are too many voter irregularities, too much going on that has to be sussed out before we can get to that point. And, and you know what? I'm getting, as more and more news comes out every day, I'm getting more and more questions coming up. I have more questions now than I did yesterday, the day before, the day before. And before we move forward with this, these questions need to be answered. Or you will have four years of discontent. Now, here's what's different between the right and the left. One, first of all, Hillary Clinton conceded the election pretty soon. So President Trump was the president-elect. Now, I can't remember if he did that silly president the office of the president-elect. There is no such office, none. It doesn't exist. There's no official office of the office of the president-elect. Barack Obama was the first one to do that. And when I first saw him do that, I thought, what a child. And they turned out to be true. The man is simply immature, in my opinion, of the office of the president-elect. What they're doing, it's also psychops bullshit, where they're trying to give an aura of uh, authority, the office of the president-elect. You know, cut, give, give me a break. I'm tired, I'm tired how the left manipulates and lies and thinks we're stupid little children when they're the ones who are the stupid little children. I'm a little ticked about it, as you can see. So we've got, we, for, so in 2016, Hillary Clinton conceded. And then for four years, for four years, they wanted to paint this president as an illegitimate president. They even went so far as to impeach him on charges that really Joe Biden was the one who should have been impeached on. I mean, what they impeached Trump for is what Biden did in the Ukraine. So, and, and then the, the Russia hoax from the beginning. And if you recall, the Russian hoax was created 
from Hillary Clinton's campaign. Hillary Clinton invented the Russia hoax in order to taint Donald Trump's run for the presidency. And we also have pretty credible evidence that Barack Obama spied on the Trump team. So you know what? Um, bunk you leftists. Uh, we got questions about this. It doesn't look legitimate, and it should be sussed out before anything is certified. But the left, they don't want that to happen. They want you to simply shut up and sit down and allow Biden to be elected so they can have their identity politics vice president, or you know, where they got the first black female, throw an Indian in there, and I don't mean Native American Indian. That want, that's what they want, and they want you're in their way. You are in their way. Would you stop asking these questions because you're in the way of them achieving identity politics oh, galore. But they're, but they're not going to achieve all the power they want because they're not going to get the Senate, but that's another issue. So anyway, let's get into this cluster fun park of an election. Uh, this from Citizen Wells, who pulled up a Gateway Pundit story, uh, talking about Eric Comer. Remember Eric Comer? I mentioned him a couple of days ago. He's the guy who works for, wait for it, Dominion. Dominion being the voter software, the voting system software that uh, we think counted these votes, but we're not sure they really counted them. I think they may have manipulated them, but we don't know. We're trying to get to the bottom of it. So Eric Comer of Dominion, he's not a nice guy. Okay, he's kind of, he's one of those whacked out far left intellectual types. I mean, whacked out. Here is from Citizen Wells' story, uh, also pulled from Gateway Pundit. <coughs> Eric Coomer of Dominion, Trump's, this is a quote from Eric Coomer, by the way. Trump's not going to win. I made effing sure of that. Eric Coomer from Dominion told Antifa members, keep up the pressure. So Eric Coomer allegedly was on a call with a bunch of Antifa members. Hmm, I thought they weren't organized. But anyway, you know, that's beside the point. And he said, Trump's not going to win. I made effing sure of this. Uh, and then, you know, there's also, you know, this is how belligerent people are against this president. Uh, we saw this before the Katie Hobbs, the Arizona Secretary of State, she tweeted out a while ago, uh, Trump has made it abundantly clear he's more interested in pandering to his neo-Nazi base than being POTUS for all Americans. So you got that in there. You got this guy who works for Dominion in there. They, they clearly have Trump derangement syndrome. What is wrong with these people? I just don't get it. So anyway, let's go back to the Dominion story. Uh, <clears throat> report. Antifa Dominion, anti, I'm sorry, anti-Trump Dominion Voting Systems Security Chief was participating in Antifa calls, posted Antifa manifesto letter to Trump online. Now, how do we know that? Let me go on. In 2010, Eric Coomer joined Dominion as vice president of U.S. engineering, according to his bio. Coomer graduated from the University of California, Berkeley with a Ph.D. in nuclear physics. The man has a Ph.D. in nuclear physics, and he's a frothing at the mouth far-left, radical, hate-filled loon. See, intelligence doesn't always mean you're smart. Eric Coomer was later voted to, wait for it, this is good, you're going to like this, later, promote, later he was promoted to Voting Systems Officer of Strategy and Security, although Coomer has since been removed from the Dominion page of directors. Now, remember a story I shared yesterday? To 100, I think 100 Dominion people pulled down their LinkedIn profiles. Hmm. 
In a stunning interview conducted by Michelle Malkin, Joel Altman of Faith Education Commerce United founder reveals how he infiltrated Antifa and how during a conversation with Antifa members, he discovered Eric from Dominion was allegedly part of the chat during the week of September 27th, 2020. Remember yesterday I shared a story and see this keeps coming up. There's so much stuff that comes up. I shared a story <coughs> of in Dallas, Texas, some this guy signed an affidavit that he witnessed ballot harvesting from uh, Biden campaign people and from other leftists or dem Democrat people, and that affidavit was dated in September of 2020. See, all of this was in planning. All of this was going on prior to the election. This is why Joe Biden said the other day, uh, it's, you, you don't have to help me get elected. You have to help me once I'm elected. Because Grandpa Joe, whose cheese been sliding off the cracker, was letting things out. Remember when Joe said, you know, they're putting together the biggest fraud organization for voter fraud? You know, that was Grandpa Joe letting the truth out. And I'm sure he got chastised for that because Grandpa Joe's not in charge. He's just not. And by the way, he's not Uncle Joe anymore. He's creepy Grandpa Joe. And so we've got all of this has been planned for a long time. So this was during a chat of week, September 27, 2020, where Eric Coomer stated to Antifa members, Antifa members, how whacked out do you got to be to be a nuclear physicist and you support Antifa? You know, the anti-fascist communist people, because they are communists. This is, he's telling them, uh, Trump's not going to win. I made effing sure of that. Altman explained that Eric was telling the Antifa members that they need to keep up the pressure. When Altman, Altman asked, who's Eric? Someone answered, Eric, he's the Dominion guy. Altman said that, that as the conversation continues, someone asked, what are we going to do if effing Trump wins? And that's when Altman uh, paraphrased how Eric, the Dominion guy, responded, don't worry about the election. Trump's not going to win. I made effing sure of that. And he did not blank out the effing part, by the way. He said the whole word. Altman began digging into Eric Coomer, trying to find anything he could about him. Altman finally hit gold when he was able to legally access what he claims is Dominion VP Eric Coomer's Facebook page. What he found was stunning. Joe Altman said he never saw such hate and vitriol coming from someone who has a PhD in nuclear physicist. Altman explained to Malkin that Coomer actually reposted the Antifa manifesto to President Trump on his Facebook page. That's just unbelievable. This guy, if true, by the way, I'm just reading you a story. I don't know if it's true. Uh, I, I, again, remember what I say about knowing what's true is, you know, <clears throat> only believe what you know to be true and research everything else. So uh, I caught Eric Comer's name the other day. So I've been trying to dig a little bit and I found this and there's going to be more. So we know he worked for Antifa. We know, or not Antifa, I'm sorry. We know he worked for Dominion. We Allegedly, he was supporting Antifa. He, actually, he said he supports Antifa. All the vitriol and hate on his Facebook page towards Trump. He posted the Antifa manifesto on his Facebook page. And the guy's a nuclear physicist. I mean, he's a far left, frothing in the mouth, intellectual lunatic asshole. So if this guy was working for Dominion, this software company that processed our votes, I got a problem with that. I got. I want answers. Where's our media? I love Michelle Malkin, by the way. She's absolutely wonderful. But where's our mainstream media? Shouldn't they be asking these questions? They should be asking these questions. And then uh, Dominion, you know, they're 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 peddling. They're they're like, you know, running around trying to, you know, uh, stop all these leaks that are coming out. You know, the dam is about to break on them. Uh, this from John Solomon's Just the News. 
Uh, Dominion confirms Clinton Foundation donation, Pelosi staff tie, but disputes other claims. So they admit they gave Clinton Foundation money. Okay, why does that matter? Well, Clinton Foundation is corrupt as corrupt can be. And, uh, you know, I believe, by, I'm beginning to believe, I have no proof of this, so this is just my, um, my opinion, I'll put it out there. I'm beginning to believe that they were doing this in 2016, but they didn't do it enough. And I'm beginning to believe some of the other, some of the other people that are commenting saying that once the <clears throat> votes started coming in so heavily for Trump, they had to ramp it up. And this is how they're getting caught. This is why nothing came of it in 2016, because they, now Sidney Powell, if you remember, if you recall, stated that the Dominion program was supposed to increase everything by 3%. So in 2016, they didn't need to increase it anymore. If true, I don't know if it's true. That's what we need to find out. It, there's a lot of people out there that are saying that all of a sudden Dominion's freaking out. People are freaking out because Trump's winning by such a landslide, so they ramped it up. And that's how all this is coming out. But maybe I'm just a tinfoil hat-wearing loon, right? Because that's what the media wants you to believe. So there's all kind of ties here that just make no sense. No sense. And there's even a story here, possible Cuban regime involvement with U.S. election machines cast doubt on integrity of American votes. Now, this one's for the, from the Center for Security Policy Process. Now, this is why I have a hard time believing this one. The, the reason I have a hard time believing this one is that... <clears throat> They're trying to say in this, let's see, I'll read a little bit of the article for you. Reports of Cuban regime funding of tech companies that service America's elections may indicate that foreign intelligence services have manipulated our presidential vote. A possible Chinese connection makes things even worse. Here's why I believe I'm, I'm having a hard time believing this one, because Cuba doesn't have any money. Are they really going to be able to fund this? China's got a lot of money. So, but we're getting stories like that. That's how crazy this election is coming. So I'm not sure, I, I'm not sure I can believe the Cubans were involved in this, but I'm here to just present to you the wackiness, the cluster fun park that is this presidential election. I do believe Dominion is um, a bad player. I do believe there was election fraud. You know, I, I have a lot more answers. Did they switch the votes? I, I don't know. I don't know. We know uh, in Detroit, again, from Just the Muse, the, Just the News, I'm sorry, not the Muse, but that would be a cool site, Just the Muse. Anyway, an updated software that gave Biden thousands of Michigan votes used in 28 other states. System has been implicated in glitches in Michigan, Georgia so far. So we know there's issues. We know there's issues. Uh, at this point in time, it's not about who funded all this, whether it be Cuba or China. Don't know that. Uh, but we know there's issues. We know there's glitches. We know in Michigan, and this is one that keeps popping up. And the media hates that this keeps popping up. 6,000 votes switched from Trump to Biden magically because somebody didn't complete a software upgrade. We know in this Georgia, right before the election, some software thing came through. They don't know if it was an upgrade, but it, it, these things were not supposed to be online and automatically something came through and did something in the software whether it was an upgrade or it was a change or what people were like that's really weird so we know it was dominion i mean all of this just doesn't make sense and then <clears throat> we have in georgia um we have three counties now three counties that have found votes for Trump in the recount. And the head, here's a headline from Red State. Can we say again, third county in Georgia finds more missing votes, most for Trump. 
So that thing that wasn't supposed to happen, even once according to the left, has now happened three times. Now, this is from the article. Now, a third county has found votes that failed to be tabulated previously in the election. Once again, most of them are votes for President Donald Trump. According to the Walton Tribune, Walton County found 284 missing from one precinct, netting 176 votes for President Donald Trump. So it sounds similar to the cases of Floyd County and Fayette County, as we reported, this is Red State, who both found thousands of votes which had not been uploaded. Overall, they found more than 5,000 missing votes, most for the president. So if this is happening in Georgia, and it's happening in Georgia, by the way, this is happening. The uh, Secretary of State, Brad, was it Rathenford? Uh, apparently thinks when the first one came through in Floyd County that the person who was running Floyd County should be fired. I'm starting to think maybe Brad needs to be uh, changed over here because he's still trying to say, oh, we, the integrity is sound and solid in Georgia. But look at what we're finding in Georgia. Three counties so far. And these aren't the ones that you got to worry about. The counties in the state of Georgia that perpetrate the most fraud are DeKalb County and Fulton County. I live in Fulton County, and Fulton County is always the last one to, <laughs> to deliver the results, by the way. Every election, Fulton County. And I read a story a while ago that Fulton County said they're almost done with their voting count. They may be done. Oh, and they, but no, no, I bet you they won't find any fraud in Fulton County. Yeah, I just don't trust any of this, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, how can you? How can you trust any of this stuff going on? You just... It's getting to the point where uh, um, it, it doesn't make any sense. It's getting to the point where we, a lot of people are believing that there's election fraud. That's what it's getting to the point. And as the days go by, more and more people, if they see this, if they're looking, if they, you know, the mainstream media is not reporting any of this. You're not seeing this on ABC, NBC, CBS, and CNN, MSNBC, or for the most part, even Fox News. Fox News, sometimes they'll touch a little bit on it. But we're not seeing this. And it's just getting to the point where what's going on? Like, here's another report from Gateway Pundit. A rebel news reporter escorted from Dominion Building after discovering that they share office floor with, you're not going to believe this, Soros-linked group. Rebel News journalist uh, Kian Bext, I think is how you say his name, was escorted from the Dominion Voting Office in Toronto after uncovering that they share a building with a George Soros-linked group. Dominion Voting, who supplies voting machines to multiple swing states, has been under fire since it was revealed that their machines created a 6,000-vote swing in a single Michigan state county. Uh, Baxter visited the Dominion Voting Building located at 20, 215 Spadina Avenue in Toronto in an effort to get some answers. He discovered that the vote tabulation company shares an office floor with an organization called Tides. Ah, I remember them, which recently changed its name to Make Way. Uh, Bex wrote that the organization is an extreme left eco-radical charity that directs cash supplied by George Soros to smaller groups and organizations to advance global agenda of globalist agendas of Soros. Uh, you just knew Soros's name was going to pop in there. I mean, he is the bad guy, go-to guy, right? All right, well, there's some more things going on. Um, this in the state of Georgia, Attorney Lynn Wood team, I'm uh, sorry, this was a different story, but story nonetheless that I do want to talk about. Uh, Attorney Lynn Wood team, team has smoking guns to prove Trump, Trump won. <coughs> 
All right. This is from the World Net Daily, and it's not one of my favorite sites. I used to read World Net Daily years and years ago, and I just lost faith in them. And it looks like they're, uh, you know, maybe making a comeback. I don't know. So I, I read this story with a little bit of skepticism, but it was, you know, if you don't know who Lynn Wood is, Lynn Wood is the lawyer that uh, represented that teen uh, that, oh, what was his name? Uh, now I'm completely drawn a blank, but he won a ton of money because the media, um, uh, besmirched his reputation he was the one that allegedly that was racist against some indian protester a native american protester and he wasn't a settlement sandman nick sandman anyway lynn wood was the lawyer that uh that got nick sandman a lot of money so but here's a story from world net daily where lynn wood is talking about what Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell have. Trump campaign attorneys Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell have the smoking guns, quote unquote, to prove the president won the 2020 election, said prominent Atlanta-based lawyer Lynn Wood after spending the day with Powell. I've seen sworn affidavits. I've seen sworn video statements, he said Monday in a Newsmax TV interview with Howie Carr. I think that Rudy and Sidney have done a magnificent job in a short period of time of piecing together a solid legal case on what was intended to be a complicated scheme of fraud as it relates Relates to the voting machines. Wood, who explained he assisted, he explained he's assisting the Trump campaign's legal fight in an unofficial capacity, was referring to the equipment used by the Canada-based company Dominion Voting Systems. Powell has said she and her team are preparing to release evidence that will overturn election results in multiple states, claiming U.S. election software switched millions of votes from Trump to Biden. Uh, known for representing Richard Jewell. And recently, the Kentucky teen, Nicholas Sandman, Wood said that when you boil it down, it simply amounts to the fact that the United States of America was relying on voting machines that were subject to manipulation. He said things are going to be rapidly developing over the course of the next few days because the evidence of the computer, computer voting fraud is mounting daily. Uh, last week, Wood said he was 100% confident that Biden will never become president of the United States. So this guy, and by the way, uh, Richard Jewell was the guy that was accused of the Atlanta Olympics bombing. <clears throat> and so when I read his attachment to this story, this is why I'm delivering the story because I don't have a whole lot of faith in the world that daily, but maybe I should start looking at him again. But if Lynn Wood says this, that's not good for Biden. It's not good for America that this happened, by the way. You know, that's the one thing. Uh, I, I really, I, if there was no cheating I hope I, I hope there was no cheating. I really do. I, I, I mean, this is, can you imagine this is where we're at as a country? Unfortunately, it looks like there was some cheating. I mean, there's election fraud every election. I don't care what the left says. There is election fraud every election that's usually carried on by the left. And it's usually small. It's, you know, I've been saying this is election of a thousand cuts, but with this Dominion stuff, this is bigger than a thousand cuts. The thousand cuts are the, the mailman going across the border with some ballots in his car. You know, remember that story? It's mailman was caught going into Canada, I believe it was, with 800 plus pieces of mail. Uh, nine ballots were in there, seven for Trump, two for Biden. That's the election fraud that happens every single election. You know, it's the guys that found ballots for Trump in a trash can at a church that was a voting place. That's the death of a thousand cuts. But now with this, I don't know. Here's another story from the Gateway Pundit. This one kind of really makes you think, eh, what the hell was going on? Um, from the Gateway Pundit, and this is from Jim Hoft, released yesterday. 
Huge. Election security expert finds Michigan results a complete fraud. Current machines do not have capability to count the mass dumps for Biden in reported time period. Uh, Russ Ramsland, Russ Ramsland, I think is how you say it, of the Allied Security Operations Group, uh, joined Lou Dobbs on Tuesday night to discuss the Michigan presidential race or election. Here's what he said. Here's what he had to say. This is Russ Ramsland. And what, again, is from a group called the Allied Security Operations Group. And real quick, you know, always, always source them out. Who are they? The Allied Operation Group. So they, their mission statement is to provide families, businesses, and organizations with unrivaled tools, training, and technologies to navigate a complicated global environment. So, and it goes on to what they offer their business, products and services, election fraud, missions and support, cybersecurity services, global security services, open source intelligence, safety and security training. So this is what they do. This is what this company is all about. And Russ Ramsland of the Allied Security Operation had this to say on Lou Jobs the other day. We have been out looking mostly at Michigan. We are beginning on turning our sights on Pennsylvania and Georgia. The things you find in Michigan are amazing. There are over 3,000 precincts where the presidential votes cast compared to the estimated votes from the SOS, Secretary of State, is 99% all the way up to 350%. Those kinds of numbers don't exist in the real world. So where did all those votes come from? And looking at that, we've gone back and looked at some of these huge vote dumps that were mostly Bidens. We'll call them spikes. We've gone back and traced and traced the spikes. We've seen where they were cast primarily in four counties. We looked at how long it took to cast those votes, and we looked at the equipment that exists in all those locations by serial number. And the fact of the matter is we can't see any physical way possible for some of those votes to have been in those kinds of numbers because they just don't have the equipment that can produce it in that timing. See, that is right there is where you should be questioning things like crazy there how is it that votes cast a precinct in precincts 350 percent of the people that were registered to vote well that's not possible right or even 99 percent of the votes cast uh registered voters right um as to, or compared to the estimated voters compared to the estimated voters in some counties it was 99 percent that's very unlikely. It's very unlikely, no matter what election's going on, that 99% of the people are going to vote. It's impossible for 350% of the people to vote because you only go up to 100%. And I forget what country it was. Was it Australia that they have mandatory voting and they can't crack 94% at mandatory, mandatory voting? So these numbers are just not possible. They're not feasible. They're not realistic. And so this is why you're hearing conversations like from Sidney Powell, who's saying that Trump wanted a landslide. That, and and again, there's you you've heard people say that over you know going into Tuesday night, Trump was winning. We all saw that. And coming out of Wednesday morning, Trump was losing. We all saw that. So what a lot of people are saying is that they saw these numbers panicked and just started filling the room, filling the numbers in, and they had to do this so big in order to offset Trump's landslide victory 
that this is why it's so obvious. This is what's happening. So they, they gave themselves up. You know, people cheat on their taxes, right? You know, people cheat on their taxes, but they cheat just enough to where they're not going to alert anything to get caught. People do that all the time with taxes, with school, all the time. Just You do just enough to where it's not obvious. Let's say you're a student in school and you always get D's. You always get D's, sometimes F's. That's all you get. You just, don't, you just can't seem to, you know, you don't have the ability to move it up or you're just too lazy. But then you start to cheat. And you cheat too much by making it 100% correct on the test. And now all of a sudden you get 100% A's. How did that happen? The teacher is suspicious. She looks into it. And she finds, or he finds, that you cheated. This may be what's happening here. This is what people are starting to think. And this is what Peter Paul is starting to say. So the media, they can't have any of it. So what are they going to do? The media wants to shut you down. They're going to start calling you racist. In Michigan, there was a story. Uh, two days ago, maybe, that Wayne County Board of Canvassers uh, were two Republicans and two Democrats, and the two Republicans refused to certify the race. They refused to because of the voting irregularities. And then all of a sudden yesterday, they reversed their tune. Wayne County Board of Canvassers abruptly changed course Tuesday night and certified the results of the November 3rd election after initially deadlocking two to two along party lines, which could have been, which could have delayed the state process for validating pivotal votes. So why? Why would they change all of a sudden their video? Well, l listen to this. This is a Wayne County, one of the Wayne County leftist canvassers. Listen to what, listen to what he said on a call, a Zoom call, with the rest of them. We also know that the Secretary of State and the Attorney General have already uh, tweeted out that your legal arguments are rubbish and you're going to lose in, when it comes to court. So we're not worried about that uh, at all. I'm also not worried about any of your, oh, things are, are bad so we can't certify arguments because that's just ridiculous. You certified in August when they were worse. Less than 50% of the ballots were recountable. Now over 72% are. 58% uh, of them were even balanced when it was less than 30% last time. So it's doubled. It's gotten way better because the Secretary of State actually jumped in and did her job, unlike you. But I know it's not going to change your opinion. Um, you talked about not certifying Detroit, even though you acknowledged that Livonia, a city, by the way, I know you know is 95% white, had bigger variances than Detroit, which is 80% black. We understand, and you now added your name. So I, I'm not going to try to change your mind. I just want to let you know that the Trump stick, the stain of racism that you, William Hartman, and Monica Palmer have just covered yourself in is going to follow you throughout history. Your grandchildren are going to think of you like Bull Connor or George Wallace. Monica Palmer and William Hartman will forever be known in southeastern Michigan as two racists who did something so unprecedented that they disenfranchised hundreds of thousands of black voters in the city of Detroit because they were ordered to. Probably, I know, Monica, you think Q told you to do it or some other crazy stuff like that. But just know when you try to sleep tonight that millions of people around the world now on Twitter know the name Monica Palmer and William Hartman as two people completely racist 
and without an understanding of what integrity means or a shred of human decency. You, the law isn't on your side. History won't be on your side. Your conscience will not be on your side. And Lord knows, when you go to meet your maker, your soul is going to be very, very warm. Yeah. What an asshole, right? First off, Bull Connor and George Wallace were Democrats. That needs, you know, it's funny how the left always bring that up. But what a cretin. So this was his threat to the two Republican uh, canvassers, and they switched. Could that be because of what that guy just did? Probably so. I mean, likely so. Look what he just did. He basically told them that they're racist and called them out and, and basically told them they're going to hell. I mean, what a horrible, horrible, rotten person. But that's what the left does. The left is going to bring up racism uh, over and over. And in fact, they're doing it again with Trump. This is, I caught this looking for something else. And this is on Yahoo News. Holly Robinson Pete, remember her? She's an actress, very pretty girl. Holly Robinson Pete says Trump called her the N word on Celebrity Apprentice. Yeah, this was dated November 17, 2020, by Taryn Ryder of Yahoo Entertainment. They're bringing up that old canard that uh, Trump is a racist again. See, if you now support the re-election of Trump, if you support the questioning of this election for support, in support of Trump, you're a racist. Those two um, ca canvassers that the, to certify the Michigan or that county, that county, Wayne County, by the way, which is part of Detroit, they're now racist for doing so. There's no re there's he didn't explain why or how they were racist, but they were racist. And now Trump, Holly Robinson Pete says Trump called her the N word on Celebrity Apprentice. Here's what she had to say. Pete Pete Starr was a guest on Sirius XM's Urban Views, the Karen Hunter Show, when she call, recalled her unique experience working with the current president on Celebrity Apprentice, the 21 Jump Street star who competed against Brett Michaels in the 2010 finale said she spent about a month with Trump. He hadn't really quite started the whole birther thing yet, Pete noted, referring to Trump's attacks on former President Barack Obama, or she never would have gone on the show. Yeah, she, she's, you know. She's too good for that. Uh, shortly after the finales, rumors started going around that he had tossed out an N-word and referring to me. And I was like, huh? And then, <coughs> and then when the producer told me when it happened during the finale, I remembered the moment. I remembered the moment. I remember the moment, she said. I repeated that, by the way. Uh, Pete said of when she thinks Trump used the slur. I, I wasn't in earshot, but I could see them deciding between me and Brett Michaels, she continued. There was a moment where Trump was talking with producers, and they're really animated. And that was when I heard that he said they want the N-word to win because I guess the network wanted me to win or me to be chosen, and Trump wanted Brett. And the quote was, they want the N-word to win. There have been long rumors that tape exists of Trump saying the N-word during his 14-season run of The Host of the Apprentice, but there's no proof of fact it actually exists. Uh, and he has denied making racist remarks and most recently declared himself the least racist person. So she's saying that, oh, I remember that moment. I remember that. I was watching him. And uh, let's see, by that time, the rumor started, sort of started resurfacing. I didn't even really address it too much because I felt like, what difference is it going to make? People have accepted the things that he said and so vile about so many other people. What difference is it going to make if he said that about me? She didn't address this because she didn't think it would make a difference. So now, in 2010, uh, Donald Trump, this is an article from, uh, 
Lily, Lily, Lynn, I don't know. Doesn't matter. And uh, Donald Trump once called Holly Robinson Pete the N-word. Details. In 2010, when Donald Trump was a reality star, and by the way, this was in September, this reported, but in 2010, it was a reality star, the popular competition series Celebrity Apprentice, he allegedly referred to actress Holly Robinson Pete as the N-word and refused to say her, to name her the winner. So what they're trying to allude is, or allege, that Trump wanted the white guy to win and not the blank word, the N word. Now, but nobody, nobody else has cooperated it, uh, except this supposed uh, worker or here comedian Noel Castor, who worked on Celebrity Apprentice, revealed in 2019 that he actually heard Donald Trump call Holly Robinson an N word and refused to select her as the winner. Uh, do you know who Holly Robinson Pete is? I worked on season eight of Celebrity Apprentice when the producer informed Trump she was the obvious winner. He turned to his assistant and said, "They want me to." choose the N word, he picked a white man, Brett Michaels, instead. Noel Castor went on to detail what happened in an interview that they link here, and I'm not going to link to it, but allegedly uh, Holly Robinson Pete didn't, you know, hear it, but she remembers it. So, and nobody else corroborated it. So why is it, and, you know, we heard this story before, this story, this rumor about Trump and the N-word has been circulating uh, uh, forever that he said it during The Apprentice, which is all taped, that everything's taped and nobody can find it. So why are they bringing that up now? But I got one more. I got one more. This is also from USA Today, uh, published November 17. Okay. Michelle Obama says Trump spend, spread racist lies about my husband, put my family in danger. Reflecting on her own, look at that. I'm going to go back to that. She actually said, put her family in danger. This is the headline Michelle Obama says Trump spread racist lies about my husband, put my family in danger. Now, listen to what she says. Reflecting on our own transition out of the White House in 2017, former First Lady Michelle Obama is urging American leaders to help ensure a smooth transition of power between President Donald Trump and President-elect Joe Biden. In a lengthy Instagram post shared Monday, uh, Obama, 56, recalled her husband and former President Barack Obama's transition after Trump won the 2016 election, during which the couple worked to help prepare the Trump administration for the tasks ahead. Just as George and Laura had done for us, they offered meetings and detailed memos to Donald and Melania to share what they had learned during the Obama two years. This is what she had to say. She says, I have to be honest and say that none of this was easy for me. Oh, that poor little lady. Was, ooh, not little. <laughs> Pretty big, big guy there. Obama wrote, Donald Trump had spread racist lies about my husband that had put my family in danger. That wasn't something I was ready to forgive, but I knew that. For the sake of our country, I had to find the strength and maturity to put my anger aside and she thinks this is a good thing to say so she's telling us one there was what did trump ever say that was racist and i know the left will bring up all kind of nonsense but really there's not one time we've ever seen trump in any way shape or form say something that would indicate that he believes one race the white race is superior than another the black nothing nothing just because you insult somebody or you attack them or you you're, you're an opponent it doesn't mean you're a racist but she had to find the strength and maturity. So in other words, she's weak and immature. That's what she just told her. And angry. She's angry. She's very, very angry. The outgoing incoming first lady sat down in the White House where Obama remembered answering questions from Melania Trump on heightening security in the position and what it was like to raise children from 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. I knew in my heart it was the right thing to do because our democracy is so much bigger. Oh, I should talk in Michelle Obama's voice. I knew in, the, in my heart it was the right thing to do because our democracy 
democracy is so much bigger than anybody's ego. Except Barack Obama's, right? Anyway, our love of co- our love of country requires us to respect the results of an election. Even I'm starting to sound like Yoda. She's not anything like Yoda. Even when we don't like them or wish it had gone differently, the presidency doesn't belong to any one individual or any one party. To pretend that it does, to play to play along. With these groundless conspiracy theories, whether for personal or political gain, it is to put our country's health and security in danger. This isn't a game. Oh, but my friend, Sir Obama, Michelle, Michael, whatever your name is, it is a game to you. Actually, it's a, it's a very deadly game, and it's a very dangerous game because you and your leftist ilk frothing at the mouth lunatics are now bringing up race because you're, you want – You want Joe Biden and his identity politics vice president to be seated, to be certified, and you want everything to stop, and you want everybody to shut up and sit down. See, this is what they're doing now. Now the racist canard. You're a racist. You are a racist if you are asking questions about this election and you do not accept the the anointed one now being Joe Biden and um, identity politics Kamala Harris. You're a racist. You're racist if you are questioning this results. So they brought out the racist canard with all these irregularities. Now, Georgia, um, lots of irregularities. Also, Nevada, by the way. Nevada. There's a story coming up in Nevada. I'm going to pause it right here, and I'll pick it up on the next segment where I'll start it with Nevada. There's some voting irregularities about Nevada that are plain as day. You're not going to believe this one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the PBO Podcast. Uh, please do visit our website, thepbopodcast.com. Uh, you also, I'll put a link in my show notes if you want to buy some PBO Podcast merchandise. I got merchandise, some hats. No, no hats. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said hats. I want to get hats. Maybe that's why I said hats. Got some t-shirts, got some mugs, got some sweaters. It's getting cold now. You need, you need a, a pullover sweater. You got to have that. What, what better sweater to have to have some, with some you know, politics and brown liquor on it. And again, thank you for listening to this episode of PBO Podcast Politics and Brown Liquor.